This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Shalom Aleichem Rabotai. We are continuing our series of Derech Hapsak, and particularly with Chachmei Morocco. And today I want to speak about a subject that is relevant to all communities, Bagula. And it became recently much more of an issue. It was always, it was always a discussion, but it became much more relevant in the past, um, 50 to 100 years where there was a massive exodus of many countries that came to Israel. You had all types of kibbutz galuyot. And the question presents itself, do the different communities keep their original minhagim. You have Ashkenazim who are mixed together with Sfaradim. Do Ashkenazim keep their minhagim? Do Sfaradim keep their minhagim? And then you have within the Sfaradim and Eduta Mizrah. You have those who are, um, you know, it's a very different Shitat Apsakalacha, Eduta Mizrah. What they have in common is that many Eduta Mizrah are posek like Maran. Some not, but many are posek like Maran. And Sfaradim are also posek like Maran, or they were the first. They came from Sfarad. But the question is, there are different customs. So, does everybody just come together and blend in, or each one keeps their customs? Do the Yekis keep their customs when they come? Do the Hasidim keep their customs when they come? All of this is a question, but a Kehila who comes right now in New York, you'll have, or in Great Neck, if you, you have, uh, you have mostly we'll call it, uh, Persian Jews, but you'll have, uh, let's say, a Minyan, a community of Moroccans. Do they keep their own Minhagim or are they blended into the Persian, uh, Sakalacha? Which is also, a, a, a discussion on its own. What exactly is the, the, the Minhagim of Persian Halacha? I will take this opportunity to present, you. did I tell you last week to present to you the new safer that came out? of Machon Magenavot, which is my publishing house, which is the Piske Chacham David Sasson Rabban from the city of Hamadan in Iran. Although I, Machon Magenavot is mostly focused on uh, publishing Moroccan Chachamim. However, this was a special opportunity since I do live in a community where there are many, many Persians and, and there hasn't been to date one published Piskei uh, Dinim Halacha from a Persian Chacham. So I came across uh, one a manuscript of, of one of the Dayanim in Hamadan in uh, a few generations ago, not that long ago. And as well, I included a whole a whole uh, kuntras on the Minagim of Paras, which some of them are very similar to our Minagim. I'm a big believer that originally all the Minagim of Klal Yisrael were more or less the same. And just the, stu- the sticklers and the stubborn ones, like the Moroccans and the Yekis, still, you know, till today they have those Minagim. But if you go far back, most people have the same Minagim. Um, so either way, there's Minagim Paras, and uh, it's, it's, it's a fascinating zephyr. It'll, it's going to come soon on the market in America. This is how it looks. Oh, actually, this is a safer that uh, that your, the yeshiva donated to. I have a uh, yeah. We have pages in the back over here from you guys. Ask Asher. Asher took care of that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure, some of you over here had what to do with it. Okay. So, 
So yeah, so Bezat Hashem, maybe I'll give a, a shear on it in, in a separate time. We'll learn a little bit about the, uh, maybe we'll call the Persian Bachrim and we'll, and we'll have a, and we'll be Mishat of them as well. Mishat that would be beautiful. Um, it's important that everybody feels connected to, to their, uh, to their Chachamim and to their, uh, past. I'm a big, uh, as I told you, I'm a big believer in that. Give me one moment. Okay. So, so, um, so when different communities come together and they, and they, um, and they, and, and they, and they, and they meet up, what is the halacha in that regard? So there's a Mishnah in Masechet Psachim, uh, Davnun, a very famous Mishnah. It says the following. Important to know this Mishnah. Aholech mimakom sheosin. If somebody is going from a place where they do melacha on Erev Pesach, to a place where they don't do melacha on Erev Pesach after Chatzot, or from a place that they don't do melacha, to a place where they do melacha, Nutnin alav chomre makom shiatsamisham. So we give the chumrot of the place that they left from there. The chomre makom shalach nisham. And he takes upon the minagim. So he's, he has to do the minagim that he left with, the minagim that he's here. However, the Gemarain Masechet Chulin, the Fyudchet Amudbed, adds on. That that's only where a person has in mind to the atol achzor. He has in mind that he's returning. He's temporarily here. Aval in the atol achzor. Then, if he's in the atol achzor, then he's mikabel alav min hagim ben lechumra ben lekula. That means if you decide to move to a community that is in the atol and you're not the atol achzor. Then you're mekabel alav aminagim ben lechumra ben lekula. Practically speaking, I say this example would mean the following: If you, Mr. Ben Lolo, decide to move to New Zealand, you have a wonderful opportunity there. There is no Sephardic bedin in New Zealand. There's no Sephardic community, as far as I'm aware. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming, for argument's sake, that there isn't. And you go there. So, according to this Mishnah and according to the Halacha, Dina de Gemara, you'd have to change your tefillin. You'd have to start doing all minage ashkenaz. That would be the uh, that would be the, uh, the 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 practical application of this mishnah, and that's indeed the halacha. So if one person moves to another community, so all of a sudden he he will receive the minagim of that place. A a microcosm of this halacha is when a woman gets married. To a man, and the husband is Sifarad, and she is Ashkenazi. So, Rav Moshe Feinstein in Sheilotu Chuvot Igrot Moshe says that she accepts upon herself all the minagim of the husband, ben lechumra, ben lekula, and she doesn't have a choice in it. Basically, she, uh, she, uh, by osmosis, she, uh, she accepts these minagim, and, and Rav Moshe Feinstein compares this to um, uh, to to this Mishnah when she gets married she's going into the place of her husband and automatically 
she uh, she acquires those minagim. That's what Moshe Feinstein writes in Orachaim Chelik Aleph Siman Kuf Nun Chet, and uh, the Rashbats writes this as well. Tashbets uh, in Chelik, one of the great Chachmei Algeria, Chelik Gimel Siman Kuf Ayin Tet, and the Admot Kodesh, uh, and others write that that is the custom. Shlomo Zalman Orbach, just to mention parenthetically, had a different uh, approach to this. Shlomo Zalman Orbach was of the opinion that the reason why a woman is obligated in the nagim of her husband is midin shibud leba'ala. She's mishurbat to her husband. But if the husband doesn't mind that she could, that she does her minhagim, she wants to eat rice. And his minag is not to eat rice. So he says he, he, he could be mochel. I don't think most people hold that way, but this is... Um, this is where Shlomo Zalman apparently said, other places as well. I think Walichot Shlomo probably says this as well. Either way, it's written in his name, that is. Either way, that is a small application of this halacha. I actually had this come up recently because I had a machloket with someone in regards to, if let's say uh, you have a Sfaradi that moves to Israel and uh, he's totally... Uh, how do I say it in a nice way? He's being persecuted by the by the community that he's in because he's Sephardic. Can't get his kids into school. He can't do this. He can't do that. So he says, you know, why should I do this? Let me just change and become Ashkenazi. Is he allowed to become Ashkenazi? That yeah, serious questions. According to the according to the Masorah of the Ashkenazim, the way they write to fill in. There's a machloket in that, in, in how to write the fill in, and if they're posek like the taz, then it could be, Svaradim can't make a bracha on Ashkenazi to fill in. You want to say, I want to become Ashkenazi fully, I want to say, Hodu after Baruch Sheamar, I want to, uh, I want to, um, I want to be lenient on certain things that Svaradim are machmir, like in Bishul on Shabbat, I want to be machmir even if it's not yet soledet, but I want to put back on the plata. Things that Mamashev Chashash Isur Deoraita, he wants to be lenient like Ashkenazim. Is he allowed? So, Pashtun is not allowed because there's certain minagim that pa- that are passed on uh, me- that that from communities that Siman Rishu Dalid in in Hilchot Nedarim that a community passes on their Kabbalah and the Kabbalah of Maran passes on to the children the Dore Dorot. But the Khatam Sofer in Hashmatot Chelik Vav. I don't know if I could find it for you over here. Um, Chelik Vav, Hashmatot Siman, Siman Aleph, Kupetet, Chelik Aleph, Siman Tedvav, Tedzain. He says that if you want to move from a kihila one to another, you're allowed to, you're allowed to move on, you're allowed, and one, an ayachid. In other words, a person in a Sephardic community says, oh, I don't want to keep Sephardic minagim, mamash asur al piyadin. Or Ashkenazi says, "Do want to keep Ashkenazi minagim, mamash asur al piyadin." But a Sephardi who wants, but a person who says, "You know what? I'm converting. I want to leave my." But he has to totally absorb himself into that kehila, whatever a kehila means, which we'll discuss. That could be because it's one person going from one yachid to another. He needs a special heter. I know I have a friend who wanted to. Um, he didn't have anything to do with the Sephardim in Israel. He wanted to be, you know, he was Shayach or Ashkenazim. Rebel Yashiv didn't want to be Matirim totally. There were certain other calculations that are not relevant over here, why he led him. But it's not a simple thing. But there is a Khatam Sover that people base themselves on in order to do it in certain extenuous circumstances. Now, 
getting back to a regular um, minag, so somebody comes from Moroccan descent and he moves to Eretz Israel. So the question is, is that called a community? Is there a, is there a community in Eretz Israel that he has to be midbaltel to? Uh, so let's talk about that specific example about a Moroccan or a Tunisian or an Algerian or a um, or a um, um, somebody somebody. Okay, well we'll stop over there. We'll go over there. Somebody from the Maghreb and he moves to uh, to Eretz Israel. He's been haggis to make a brach on halal. He's been haggis to make a brach on halal. Uh, but in Eretz Israel. Many of the Edut Amizrach don't make a brach on Halel, like the opinion of the Rambam, which was the original Minhag of Eretz Yisrael, Marana Bet Yosef writes. So, what does he do? So, there's a very famous discussion within the Teshuvot of the Avkat Rochel. There are Stirot in the Avkat Rochel. One place in the Avkat Rochel is written the following. Siman Resh Yud Bet. Kedai to look at the things inside on your own time. Uh, the Avkad Rochel Siman Resh Yudbet writes that um, that here, I'm sorry yeah, that he's talking about a Sircha a, a adhesion to the lung. The Ashkenazim say it's Asur, Sfaradim, or Machmir, and the Ashkenazim in the ear, Selivina, hold one way, and the, and the Sfaradim hold another way. So he writes over there that the Ashkenazim have to go after the Sfaradim. And even if more Ashkenazim came on the Sfaradim, they are batel to the Sfaradim. So you see that one community is batel to the other. That's what Maran writes. Problem is in Siman Lamed Bet, Maran talks about the kihilot that follow the Rambam, whether it's Lekula or Lechumra, generation after generation. And, and Maran writes like this. That every kahal di kahal keir bifne atzmo, and one kehila can't force the other kehila to follow them. What happened? Before you just said one kehila is batel to the other. Every kehila has the right to do what they want. So the obvious chiluk is like this: a kehila is not batel to another kehila. But in in reshud bet. He doesn't, it doesn't seem to be that the Ashkenazim were organized in a way that they had a kehila to be on their own. It's just they are from a different descent, but there was no kehila of organized in this place, Silivna, uh, and therefore they were batel. This is, uh, this is the way many Acharonim understand this chiluk. The Marjdam in Yuradea Siman Mem writes from Rabbi Yaakov ben Khabib regarding the Grushe Italia that were sitting in his place and all the Yoshve Romania uh, whoever that is achenu anshi galutenu lo ayu makhshirin bedikat anifikha gam anachnu nakhzik beminagamato just like it says um, 
נותנים עליו חומרי המקום שהלך לשם. אני אסז, מצאתי בבואי הנה חכמים ספרדים חסידים עד שמעשה פרט אבי רואים רבי שמואל פרנקו ורבדון בן בן בנישט ואחר חכמים were נוהג their way and he says למה לי להכניס ראשי בנערים? different communities were נוהג different things and I'm not going to get involved and say who's right each kehila has their minag you see from what he's saying that each kehila has the right to what they're doing the pre-chadash in Simantatsa very long pre-chadash remember that pre-chadash last time it's in the same siman in Hilchot Pesach Tavtsadivav he writes that a kehila is noheg bifne atzma its own minhagim the question is what's considered what's considered a kehila bifne atzma that's going to be the golden question over here one moment So what's going to be considered What's going to be considered a kehila? That's going to be the big question So The bi'ur alakha In Hilchot Pesach Siman Tav Tzadichet In Dibur HaMatchil Chomre HaMakom Brings in the name of the Pri Chadash He calls it B'Shem Acharonim And he writes like this Kehila Shenichreva A kehila that got destroyed When other people came and were meyased this kehila, noagim ayu leakel beze davar mekubot shebao en mechoyevim gamata leachmir. Vabayim achrim nigrelim acharei. He says, and now they are noag. They don't have to be mechayev to go like with the previous kehila. They're a new kehila now. But then he says, imlo shekila chadasha minayik bifnatzva ve'en amitarev etikula yeshana. This is as long. As the kehila doesn't mix with another kehila, and he writes like this: "K'mos shematzui b'kehilot agdolot hanimtzayim b'hem kehilot shekol achat mitnaheget kefi minagavotam midordor." And he writes like this: "Kehila sheish bo." He says, "He says as long as I have sarkiat sibur, I knew bet knesset shemit palelim." בכל יום בציבור, ויש להם מוץ ומקווה וכדומה, בנהוג בקהילות ישראל. דהילה והחיגמי בעצמה נתפלת לעיירות הסמוכות לנהוג. So the Bira Lacha says, what's the definition of a קהילה that is not מתבטל? It has to be a קהילה that has a שול, it has a רב, a מורה צדק, it has a מקווה. All of those things define it as its own קהילה. Otherwise, it's just going to be nitpal to any other kehila. So the question is now, in Eretz Yisrael, does this apply? You won't have any kehila nowadays, because kehila don't usually have their own mikveh, their, their own, uh, their, own uh, 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 their, their own amenities of shechita, for example. The, the, the pashtut pshat in the Bira Lacha is that this is more of a siman and not a siba. That that you have to have all of these different things that are noheg, like a motz and a mikveh, that's a siman that it's its own kehila. But nowadays, let's say you have a mikveh that's paid by taxes for the whole neighborhood. Sfaradim, Gruzinim, Ashkenazim, 
Teimanim. Everyone together used the mikveh. That doesn't take away from the fact that you have a kehila bifnei atzma. I asked this question to Rebel Yashiv, and Rebel Yashiv told me clearly, as long as you have 10 people, 10 Moroccans, he was tell, talking to me about, that are noheg, their minagim, that's already keila bifnei and they don't have the right to change their minhag in Eretz Yisrael. And he was adamant about it. He was absolutely adamant about it. There's the kehilot of the Yekis that started their minyanim in Bnei Brak, Reb Chaim Kanyevsky, and many other gedolim were very behind that these kehilot keep their minagim. If you have a community of a shul that keeps their minagim, it's enough. And, you know, by, by Moroccans, there was a few times where they came. They came, they were by far the most popula, um, populous uh, minority until the Russians came. We're talking about Talking about close to hundreds of thousands, and 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 to say that a kehila like that would be mitbatel is a very difficult thing. See, the argument Rav Ovadia Yosef writes in a few places in Yabia Omer, and this is the famous opinion and the famous machloket that Rav Ovadia Yosef understood that the Moroccans in Eretz Israel should forget, should 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 don't have to keep all of their minagim. And in truth, he was consistent that according to Allah, Chayzer Ashkenazim also shouldn't have to because the Sfaradim were here first. But he didn't uh, publicly go too much out by the Ashkenazim, but by the Moroccans he definitely did. And I uh, and and he he said many times that they have to be midbatel to Eretz Israel to Atra de Maran, and therefore they don't have the right to do their minagim of Halel or or whatever other inyanim. He was he 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 mentioned this. He writes this in Yebiomer and in Yechavedat Chelak Yesim and Amid Gimel. Many other places, and he writes that 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 this is this is what the the nahuk should be. And I have two questions on this that I've never gotten any satisfactory answer. Number one is what exactly is he does he mean that the bene Morocco should be mitbatel atra de maran? those of us who have been following this shooting from the beginning are well aware. That 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 the Sfarad, that the Moroccans were the biggest proponents of Maran. They were the ones who start. If you look at if you look at the at the quotes that Rav Avad Yosef brings to be mechazek piske Maran, he is quoting the Moroccan chachamim mishpat utzdaka biyakov and uh, and uh, the edut bihi Yosef she'am nachdu kibalnu Maran yoter v'yoter mikol akehilot. So we're being mitbatel to Maran. We the Moroccan community does follow Maran. Elamai. That's not what he means. He means that we meet Batel to Minage Eretz Yisrael. But Minage Eretz Yisrael is also very vague. There's Minage Eretz Yisrael, how Rav Avad Yosef follows it. There's Minage Eretz Yisrael, how there's the Mikubalim of Bet El follow. And there are differences. So what exactly are the Bitulim? So maybe it means the original Minagim of Eretz Yisrael. Maybe, maybe that's what, that's the closest understanding that I have. But definitely not to all the Piske Alachav Rav Avad Yosef. He will, he will, he himself will tell you certain minagim of it said the Moroccans should be midbatel. But that's also something that historically has never been. Historically there was always been kehilota ma'aravim in Eretz Israel. There's a sefer pikudat elazar, who was one of the chachmea ma'arav from, er, and that moved from Morocco to Eretz Israel. They had, they had a bit connected, they always had, but the presence of ma'aravim. Especially after the state opened up, there was, there was Minyanim right away that opened up. They, they, they were talking about cities like Tirata Carmel and like, uh, Ashdod and like Nitivot and Ofakim and the, these were all 
Moroccan stronghold. You go till today. There's people walking around in jellabias in there like they never left Morocco. So uh, it, definitely, they can, now the fact that they didn't have their own mikveh, which some of them they did maybe, but that doesn't matter. That's just a, that doesn't define that it's not a kehila. Rabbi Yashiv, once again, I'm going with this hamchaya. As long as it's a minyan of people who are following their minagim, that is the uh, that is the uh, that is the guiding light. And this was the emphatic position of Rabbi Shalom Misas that the Moroccans keep their minagim. What was interesting is that I found recently. I think I might have mentioned this to, to the people over here. Is that it seems to be that Marana Bet Yosef himself held this way. Because in She'elotu Chuvot Bet Yosef, in, uh, in, uh, in regarding Hilchot Ketubot, he has a machloket between him and the Mabit in regards to certain halachot that they had in Ketubot. And Marana Bet Yosef writes, the, the Mabit says, here in Svat, we do like me with the Minagim of Eretz Yisrael. And Marana Bet Yosef says, from the day that I left Sfarad and I came over here, I never changed from the, any minagim that I did in Sfarad. Maran himself say, I came from Sfarad, I keep my minagim Sfarad. This is why we mentioned, I, I, I'm pretty sure we did mention this in this forum, that it could very well be, there's no raya, but it could very well be that Maran who writes that the, in Bet Yosef, from the Magid Mishnah and the Ran, that the Minag of Sfarad was to make a brachan halel on Rosh Chodesh, it could be that he himself was Farad who did this, he may have continued it in Eretz Yisrael. That that he writes in Shukhan Aruch, is he writes Minag Eretz Yisrael, the ones who originally Eretz Yisrael don't follow that. But Minag Sfarad definitely does. But that's an assumption, and uh, that, that it, it could be it's true, uh, it could be not. But somebody who's coming from Eretz Yisrael, and he has a community, and from Eretz, I'm sorry, from Kutzlaritz, and he has a community. Why should he be mitbatel? Nowadays, there are there are there are minyanim opening up almost by the day of of Moroccan minyanim that are opening up that are keeping all of their minagim. And they're not, they're not moving from any of their minagim. Ben Miyamin and Ben Shmolam. In my days, on Hakablan Street and Agassi Street, which is where Rav Avadi Yosef lived, I remember we had three or four places that were making a bracha on Halal. On Rosh Chodesh in Eretz Yisrael. So, so that's Eretz Yisrael. How about Chutz Laaretz? Uh, different places in Chutz Laaretz. Uh, I, I, I remember, you know, there's, there's a very big question. This is actually a Los Angeles question. Uh, how to write the Gitin in Los Angeles for Sfaradim. Ramoshe Feinstein apparently was posek for the Sfara, for Ashkenazim that there's no Sephardic community in Los Angeles. And since there's no Sephardic community in Los Angeles, the Gitin should be written like Ashkenazim, which is huge differences. There was a Talmud Chacham recently in Lakewood that gave a, a shiur on this. And he was asking that on the contrary. In America, the Sfaradim were the first ones that were here. If you take a look at all the original settlers in, uh, from the time of George Washington and on, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was Sfaradim. It was Sfaradim that were here from Portugal, from, uh, Spanish and Portuguese. So the, the old Jews were all originally Sfaradim. So all the Ashkenazim should be mitbatel to the Sfaradim over here. <laughs> he turned the tables around. The truth is, is that I don't know how to look at America. I don't think America is, 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 uh, is uh, one big place. And like it's Or Sfaradi or Ashkenazi. And, uh, you know, according to Rav Yosef's opinion at least. I think even according to those who say that there is Bitulim going on. According to what we're saying, every community, if they have their Minyan, and they have their, they're coming with their own Minagim, they keep their Minagim. But, but in, in, uh, 
for example, in uh, in in, um, in in America, to say that all America, just because it's con- the land is connected and it happens to be uh, under one uh, one flag, it's not a. Uh, I don't think that's a mechayev. I think what's mechayev is the yishuv. What's called the ear, according to the tchum of Eruvin. What's called a yishuv, you know, like the city of New York, the city of uh, Los Angeles, the city of uh, Montreal, of Toronto. You, you look at a city, you look at a parvar, and that's how you're done. And in a chanami, if you're gonna have a city that's kulos faradim, and there's only a few Ashkenazim, but, or most of the time where it's the other way around, you got yourself a problem. If a guy's gonna live in Idaho, and there's one Ashkenazi shul, and he's the only Sephardi there, sarachiyun, if he could do, min hagis farad, sarachiyun, I really don't know. I really don't know what would be the halacha. I'd have to, you'd have to ask a question. I, I don't know what the halacha would be in such a case. A person moving to post Bill, Iowa, you know, or to, 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 to any small city that doesn't have any Sephardic synagogue whatsoever, he'd be mitbatel. He would be mitbatel. Now, if let's say a Moroccan is moving to a Sephardic place, for example, a Moroccan moves to Seattle. Seattle has a, a synagogue, Turkish Minhagim. So, so I don't know what, what is going to be the ramifications if he's going to have uh, if he's gonna have, let's say, certain minhagim that are, that are, uh, that are different, likula, than the Turks, then it could be that he would be mechayim. I'm not sure about that. He's not uh, Moroccan, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. We'll see, we'll see. So I, that, that I'm not sure about. That, that would be a little bit of a tzarik iyun. That would be a little bit of a tzarik iyun, I'm not sure. Um, um, so, I think we covered this point more or less. I mean, this comes to the basic thing. Does a Sfaradi have to follow Maran when he's in Eretz Israel? I don't know what that means. If the Sfaradi were Mekabal Maran, fine. Every Sfaradi community, they held a Maran and there's exceptions. So the, the Moroccan exceptions are no different than any other Eduta Mizrach's exceptions. As I mentioned to you another time, in the Moroccans we had 15 places where Eduta Mizrach don't do like Maran and we do like Maran. So these are very dynamic issues. And uh, the, these are issues that are, are have been spoken about for a while, and uh, I think uh, I think that uh, we have enough enough material to chomer lemachshavat to think about. Okay, chazaku baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.